Amen. So who's excited to hear from the Lord this morning? Me too. Just so that you all know, uh, a lot of this applies to me as well, so don't feel like I'm intentionally stepping on your toes, but this is what the Lord dropped in my heart. So I'm going to start with a line from a recent social media trend. Tell me you're a believer without telling me you're a believer. Think about that for a minute. You see all of them. Tell me you're a cat owner without telling me you're a cat owner. Right? You've, you've seen these all. Tell me you're a believer. Tell me you're a Christian without telling me you're a Christian. What does that look like? What does it look like when you try to demonstrate to somebody that you believe in Jesus without actually telling them that you believe in Jesus? When we are born again, Holy Spirit comes and takes up residence in our hearts and begins to change us from the inside out. Immediately, our behavior begins to change. Our attitudes change. Our speech changes. And people can see that there's something different about us. In church language, we call that bearing fruit. At first, it's exciting and new, and it's easy to see that something is different. But it doesn't always continue on that path, does it? The longer we follow Christ, the more he wants to perfect us and mature us. This is wonderful news. He wants us to be perfect. Who can testify they're not perfect? Those of you that didn't put up your hand, we'll pray for you later. He hasn't given up. He doesn't just catch us and then leave us there. Holy Spirit is in the process of making us look like Jesus. He's pruning and trimming and molding and shaping and polishing. And it's not always comfortable is it? But it's always for our good and for his glory. Only one problem. Sometimes comfortable gets in the way of glory. I don't like that. That hurts. There are times when we resist the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, isn't there? We don't think we need to change what he's asking us to change because compared to the person down the row, I'm okay. Yeah, Val knows you don't compare yourself, right? I'm okay. I'm not like that person. Remember the story about the Pharisee and the, and the tax collector? They go out to pray. Jesus is telling the story. He said there's a Pharisee standing on the street corner. He lifts up his hands and he lifts up his voice. God, I thank you that I'm not like that guy. I do all the right things. I say all the right words. I wear all the right clothes. And the other guy says, God, help me. I'm desperate. 
We don't compare ourselves. The person down the row may not look like they're doing well, but you can't see their heart, can you? Maybe they're a brand new believer. Holy Spirit is teaching something completely different than what he's teaching you. They're still on infant formula. When you should be on solid food already. To say that I'm better than someone else is foolish and wrong. The only one we should be comparing ourselves to is Jesus. Right? Am I like him? Do I see him in the mirror in the morning? Or at the end of the day? Or when I take a break at work? Am I like him? We should not even compare ourselves to who we used to be. Right? Some people say, well, I'm better than I was. That's not entirely a bad position to take, but it's a slippery slope. To recognize how and who I was and what the Lord has done for me and in me is important. But we can't stay where we are because we haven't arrived yet. To compare myself with who I used to be makes me complacent because I'm better now. So I don't have to grow. I don't have to change. I don't do those things anymore, so I must be okay. And instead of pushing forward to become more Christ-like, we allow ourselves to sit idle. And sometimes we ignore and even resist the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And pretty soon, there's no more visible fruit. Right? When we stop growing, our tree dies. Right? Fruit doesn't grow on a dead tree. So what is this fruit? Fruit is what comes out of us. It is our actions, our attitudes, and our words. It is the indication of our heart condition. You can tell a person's heart condition by watching their life. It reveals the attitude of our heart, our thought patterns, the things we meditate on, and the things we set our affections on. Right? You cannot hide your secret things. They will come out. Fruit is the, also, fruit is the effectiveness of our lives for the kingdom of God. It's the evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. So what should it look like? What should this fruit look like? Galatians 5 verse 22 and 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. 
against these things there is no law. If you are displaying these characteristics, there's nothing anyone can say against you. There's nothing anyone can accuse you of that will stand. Right? Who has ever complained that their spouse is too generous and giving? <laughs> it doesn't happen. Right? Who has complained about a coworker that never loses their temper? It doesn't happen. There is no law against being good. There is no law against the work of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 5, pardon me, Matthew 3, verse 8 says, do those things that will show that you have turned from your sins. It's from the Good News Version. That is the fruit of our lives. That is evidence that we are changed. John 14, verse 12 says, there's another thing that fruit looks like. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. What did Jesus do? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cleansed the lepers. He showed compassion. Oh, wait. What? He showed mercy. He extended grace. He walked in love. He had plenty of opportunity to lose his cool, but he didn't. And we will do these things if we have faith in him, if we believe in him. That's what our life should look like. Mark 16, verse 15 to 18, he said to them, Go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to all the creation. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And miraculous signs will follow those believing. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will be well. It starts with share the gospel. What's the fruit of my life? Matthew 12, 33, 35. Either make the tree good and its fruit will be good. Or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit will be corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you being evil. He's talking to the self-righteous people now. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So you know what the person's heart is like by their actions. So when someone looks at you, do they see 
godly character? Or do they see bad habits? Do they see secret sins that come out in the form of anger and bitterness and dissension and belittling? Make the tree good. Make the tree good and the, tr and the fruit will be good. So how do I develop this godly fruit in my life? John chapter 15 verse 4 says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. How many times haven't we heard, an hour on Sunday morning is not enough spiritual food? It's not. If you remain in Christ, what does that mean to remain in Christ? You wake up, good morning, Lord. Bless this day, God. Give me direction. Give me your wisdom. I surrender this day into your hands so that I can be an effective witness for you today. Get in the word. Father, speak to me through your word today. And then get into it and listen. What's he telling you? What's he saying? What is the word is it penetrating your heart? Is it trimming away something that doesn't belong? Is it shaping you? I've done some work with modeling clay, and it's kind of fun. But you know what? That clay might not feel so good when you're squeezing and shaping and molding and twisting. But it's important because this little lump of clay will never turn into what it's supposed to be without that pressure, without that shaping. Remain in him. Do not neglect him. In order to produce good fruit, we need to be tied in to the true vine, which is Jesus. We must allow Holy Spirit to work in us. Galatians 3.20 talks about the power that works within us. Right? What is the power working within us? Holy Spirit. Right? But he also says, do not grieve the Spirit of God. How do we grieve the Spirit of God? By resisting. By disobeying. Allow Holy Spirit to work in you. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Holiness is reasonable for a Christian. It's not some grandiose goal that we strive for. It's reasonable. right? Be holy before God. And that's reasonable. Reasonable is like easy to do. It's not a big deal, right? Be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Why do we need to renew our minds? Who's watched TV lately? <laughs> Who's seen any ads come across your Facebook feed or your Instagram? You still ask why we need to renew our minds? The stuff that we get fed through the media on a regular basis is toxic. And if that's all we ever take in, we're in trouble. That's why we need to renew our minds. What does the Word of God say? Because the Word of God is authority. It is the end-all and the be-all. And if it doesn't say it in the Word of God, don't believe it. If it's contrary to what you read in the Scriptures, throw it out. Right? And there's a lot of that filling our eye space and in our minds we're bombarded by all these things that are contrary to the Word of God. That's why we need to renew. What does the Word say? Flush out the garbage. Right? You get a piece of junk in your eye. you got to flush it out. You flush out the garbage so that you can see clearly. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the sinful nature. Galatians 5.16 Number four. Our fruit needs to be ready in season and out. Mark chapter 11, verse 12 to 14. The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat from you again. See, Jesus knew that it wasn't the season, but he still drew on the fruit from that tree. He required that tree to have fruit, and it disobeyed. It wasn't ready out of season. We need to be ready in season and out. When we meet somebody in the store... We need to be ready to offer life. We need to be ready to pray and to share Jesus with them. Right? Oh, wait, I can't talk to you right now. I have to go home and study my Bible first and pray first. That's what, you know, 6 a.m. is for. Ready in season and out. And fruit is necessary. Why is fruit necessary? John 15, verse 8, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. For the Father's glory. Not for me. It's not to make me look good. It's not to promote this church. Although we should be inviting people to join us. It's so that the Father is glorified and Jesus is exalted. Matthew 5, verse 14 and 16. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, so that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. What is the light that comes out of us? When people look at me, do they thank God that I have something to do with their lives? Do they praise Jesus because of me? Am I that light? Am I shining brightly? Am I effective for the kingdom of God? We had two apple trees when I was growing up. One produced these beautiful, vibrant, delicious, juicy apples. I can't even describe the color. It's just fantastic. I would climb up into that tree and I would sit there and I would eat apples out of that tree. Right next to it, there's another tree that was wild or damaged or something. And it produced fruit. But they were small, kind of a dirty mustard yellow brown color, not appetizing at all. We never even bothered to try eating those ones. The good fruit, the one that shows life, the one that shows Jesus' character is the one that draws people, right? What comes out of us when we're squeezed? Does life come out of us? Or does fear come out of us? Does joy come out of us? Or does bitterness come out of us? What is our fruit? What do people see? At the end of the day, can I look in the mirror and say, thank you, Jesus, that you were with me today. We overcame together today. Or do I say, dear Jesus, help me. Both are important. But what is our fruit? What are we showing the world? Let's let our light shine so that all men can glorify God because of us. Amen. Father God, thank you for this time in your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit who is not finished with us. He is completing the work that has been begun and perfecting us and causing us to be transformed into the image of Jesus. Thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you that you do not fail us. You do not leave us unfinished. Let our fruit be a glorious example of the life that you have created within us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.